Welcome to the Impact 360 Institute podcast, where our goal is to explore biblical worldview and servant leadership to equip you for everyday influence. Here's your host, author and director of cultural engagement, Jonathan Morrow. Welcome to the Impact 360 Institute podcast. Really excited about our special guest today and the topic we get to talk about, the life and legacy of Jeanette Cathy. And so we're going to talk about that with Trudy Cathy White. A little bit about Trudy, who is a friend of Impact 360, obviously, as we'll say more about. She's a native Georgian and the only daughter of Jeanette and S. Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A. She's an ambassador for the family business, and Trudy has held various roles within Chick-fil-A, including that of restaurant operator at just 19 years old, which is amazing. And White and her husband, John, served as missionaries in Brazil and co-founded LifeShape and Impact 360. Institute, and uh, she's a developer and encourager at heart. Uh, she has served as the director of Windshape Camps for Girls from 2003 to 2017. She's a speaker, author, dedicated wife, mother of four, and grandmother of 15, and every day she is fueled by her passion to be intentional with her influence, and I've had the opportunity to see that firsthand and so appreciate Um, her passion for the next generation. So Trudy, thank you so much for being on with us today about this brand new book you've written, A Quiet Strength. Sure. Thank you, Jonathan. It's really a joy to be with you today. Well, wonderful. Well, let's just start at the beginning. Tell us about A Quiet Strength. Why did you decide to write this book and, and what will readers learn and get from it? Yeah, well, I think the main reason I thought about writing this book was the fact that I know that a lot of people know my dad, Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, but very few people had the privilege of knowing my mother, and her life was just remarkable, and she had a significant impact really on on my dad, on our family, and on our family business. I like to remind people that I feel like my mom's philosophy was kind of built around this phrase, you can with God. She was incredibly inspiring. And so I think that readers, when they pick up this book, will realize that even my mom had to navigate a lot of adversity, and I share a lot of her life stories in this book. But in the midst of that, she learned how to really be encouraged and have a, have a flourishing life. So I think readers will be incredibly encouraged by just hearing her story and knowing more about her. Absolutely, because so many people have, of course, come into contact with Chick-fil-A and know about just what an amazing organization it is. But in many ways, this is a peek behind the curtain into kind of (laughs) the origins of that and the foundations in so many ways, which is just fascinating and encouraging to read, read those stories. You know, yeah, as you for were... sure. I, I like to kind of remind people that everything that's seen is the result of the unseen. And mm-hmm. so she's kind of the unseen behind a lot of things that people see. So I, I felt like her story, it was time for people to know her. Absolutely. And I think that's wonderful. Let's get at it this way. What was kind of how you think about your mother's role in building Chick-fil-A and how did she help it become really the fastest growing restaurant chain in the country? What were some of those unseen things you mentioned? Yeah, you know, her role really was critical to my dad and to our family business to the success of it because her role was one of support. I have kind of given her the title as chief supporting officer for mm. for the business. 
my dad could never have done what he was able to do and accomplish had it not been for the support that she offered to him. And a lot of people know here in the Atlanta area is where our Chick-fil-A home office is, and we, we call it the Chick-fil-A Support Center. But I remind people that the original support center was really at the home where my mom and dad were because I got to grow up watching how my mom supported my dad in this business every step of the way. She was relentless and unwavering in her support to him. When they first got married, she was a waitress in his restaurant back in the 40s. That's kind of neat. She um, uh, worked for him in the restaurant for a while. Then when children came along, she felt like the best way she could help my dad was to step aside and be with us as children as a stay-at-home mom. And so he was working really long hours, sometimes, you know, two shifts, 24 to 36 hours, because his restaurant was open 24 hours a day. And so she began to shift her, her support from the home, but she was just relentless in how she helped him. He would come home with problems and challenges, and he would share those with her. And we would get together as a family and go to God's Word for truth and pray together. So we all need encouragers around us, and that's what my mom was to my dad and to this business. That's so important, and and I'm sure you had a front seat, you know, view for this just growing up watching, watching all of this happen, and I'm sure that left an impact on you. What are a couple of things that, from your perspective, we don't know about your mother that may be surprising for us to learn? Well, the story I like to share with people first off to get to know my mom that I kind of start the book out with is the fact that she never knew her earthly father. In fact. He walked out on the family when she was three months of age, and so she was an only child raised by a single mother. But as she got a little older, someone introduced her to the fact that there was a Heavenly Father who really loved her, who had a plan for her life, and shared with her some verses right from the Bible that clearly say that if you would believe and receive, you can become a child of God, and she realized that her heavenly father could become her perfect earthly father. So she began an incredible walk with the Lord, a very personal relationship that she had with Jesus Christ, and lived out her faith in everything that she did. And so I think that would, you know, for a lot of people, resonate the fact that we get to respond to circumstances around us. We choose how we respond to things. And my mom's life could have been very, she could have grown up to being very bitter. I remind people that she never held her earthly father's hand. He was never there when she got married. He was never around when she had children. So her whole life, she never knew who he was. And great opportunity for her to be bitter because of that. But she chose to be better and recognize that she would forgive a flawed man and she would focus on the blessings that God had given her to be able to walk um, walk with her Heavenly Father throughout her life. That's amazing. And what a powerful legacy of that. Just, you know, the precious love of our Heavenly Father and really how that shaped her in so many ways and by indirect and directly so many other people's lives through that relationship that she had and how powerful the gospel really transformed her life. Yeah, you know, a big part of that growing spiritually was, you know, falling in love with, with the Bible and God's Word and memorizing it. She was what we always refer to as a lifelong learner. She seemed like she was constantly trying to learn how to do new things. When she was 65, she decided she'd like to paint, and she Mm -hmm. became an incredible self-taught artist. I think she was 80 when she got her first computer, so she tried to figure navigate that one. And about the age of 90, she decided she wanted an iPhone like everybody else had. She noticed <laughs> people weren't flipping their phones anymore. And so she took a chance on learning how to, how to use an iPhone. So she was a, 
a lifelong learner in so many respects, and, and that was very helpful to us as a family to see that drive and motivation that she had to continue to learn. And I would say, you know, even with our Impact 360 program, I think early on when we launched the program, my mother was very interested in the books that the students were reading, and she asked for a stack of them. She'd have them at her house so she could keep up with what the students were doing. So pretty incredible lady. Absolutely. And that's, that's so powerful in reading and, and passion for learning and passion for growing. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, those are, those qualities are so important just for life, but also for influence, which I know you're yeah. passionate about, but you know, words, words are powerful, right? And, and I know I'd heard, mm-hmm. I've heard you speak on numerous occasions of some of those words that your mother passed on to you. What are some of those words that really stick with you or those phrases or things that she said over the years that have just been really powerful in your life? Yeah, Jonathan, when we were growing up, my mother had this habit of kind of standing at the back door as we would head out to school or when we got older, we were going out on a date and she would stand there at the door and she would say, remember who you are and whose you are. That's one of the phrases that I remember so much her reminding, just helping us to understand that our identity is not wrapped up in who we are or where we go or what we accomplish, but it is wrapped up in who God says we are and what He wants to do in and through our lives. That's one thing that I remember a piece of advice she would often give me a words of wisdom from her. Another was this phrase, you can with God. She had such a positive outlook on life and realized that you know, in the Bible, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so mother oftentimes believed in what people could do before they even believed in themselves. And she would always remind them, you know, you can do this. You can do this with God. And she thought that was so very important to, to remind us, even in our own business, to recognize the fact that we can accomplish a lot. We can grow a lot. But with God, we'll have to do it, realizing that biblical principles sync up really well with business practices, decisions that you have to make. And so uh, God's truth becomes a light to uh, us, not only in our personal life, but in our professional life. And I guess the last thing, really, I'd share with you that I remember so well my mother saying, when she was in the hospital, she looked at me and she said, Trudy, days are long, but life is short. And I think she really wanted me to understand, you know, that Having been a mother, raising children, families out there, some days can feel like two or three days in one. You know, there's just some long, Mm -hmm. long days Mm -hmm. out there for us. But at the end of time, you realize that, you know, life goes by in a hurry. And so we have to really make the most of opportunity that we've been given. It's what Paul says in the book of Ephesians for us to do. So I'm so grateful for that kind of advice that's helped me through the years, even navigate my own life. No, those are those are such powerful words, and I've heard you share those and, and you, that phrase. Mm-hmm. Remember who you are and whose you are is so so powerful because I know you know getting to work with the next generation here at Impact Three Hundred and Sixty. That's what we do. Um, there's always a new generation coming, and every generation has to answer the identity question: Who am I? Where am I going to find my value and significance and purpose? And is that dependent upon what other people say about me or think of me or how I perform? And and I love that phrase, remember who you are, you're a child of God, you're in Christ, all those things, yeah. and, and whose you are, and that, that you're mm-hmm. a, an adopted son or daughter of our Heavenly Father. And that's our foundational identity, that then all the other, you know, personality and all those other things that are unique about us, 
get built on. I think the challenge with so many people sometimes is they reverse those and they don't have that foundation like your, your mother spoke about. And then mm-hmm. that becomes a very kind of exhausting and confusing way to live if you put your identity in the wrong place. And so I love that. And as, as a dad, I can really resonate with, you know, the days are long and the life, but life is short, you know, just I'm the sentimental one. And so I see, you know, just how fast life goes. And it's like, all right, this is awesome. I, I want to hit the pause button. I'm sure you've probably felt that right. too. I love those words. And, and those are powerful words that even our listeners right now, I'm sure would be able to find encouraging. And so my guest right now that I'm talking to is Trudy Kathy White. And we're talking about her brand new book, A Quiet Strength, The Life and Legacy of Jeanette Kathy. And so, you know, Trudy, as we talk about that, what, what did your mom teach you about faith? Like, what are some of those lessons? I know some of that's baked into some of those wise words, but maybe there's habits or maybe there's something else about her life of faith that really impacted you as well. What, what did she teach you about that? When I recognized in my mom's walk with the Lord, it was a, was a personal relationship uh, with Jesus. She re- realized that he is interested in every facet you know, of your life. So I watched her talk to him, talk about him. She would sing songs about her Heavenly Father. She would teach us songs of of faith. She memorized scripture from God's Word. She spent time in God's Word on a regular basis uh, every day, and she just realized the fact that this walk with the Lord is very, it can be very intimate and very personal. I also recognize that about her faith is that she trusted Him daily for every little thing. So it was an active trust. That was what her, how her faith played out. There were little things that would come up, little things like she couldn't find her car keys or lost her remote dirt TV around the house. And she said, now, Father, I need you to help me find my keys so that I can go wherever I need to go. You know, she just mm. knew that God would be a part of that. So she trusted him. And, and of course, there were, those are little things, but then there are big things, health issues that would come up, challenges with our, our business that we would face. And we always realized that our trust was not put in man or, or things around us, but of course, in a heavenly father who was caring for us. And, and last, I think what I observed in my mom's faith was faith to her was being an integral part in talking with her heavenly father, just the power of prayer. She was a tremendous prayer warrior for our family, for our business. How many times did she pull our family together and say, let's get on our knees and let's pray about this. When challenges would come for us in the business, Prayer was the first, you know, mode of action for us. And even in our offices today, our operators with their team members, it's not unusual at all for us to step aside, knowing that there's some challenges and issues going on, and we just take those to the Lord. So um, prayer is an integral part of our faith walk, for sure. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, that the power of just, you know, that conversational prayer that sounds like mm-hmm. the just personal relationship she had with her Heavenly Father. That's such a great example. And um, and that's left influence and legacy in, in your lives and so many because of that. But w- what other ways and insights would you have about what it was like to grow up with, with such an inspiring woman as a mother? You know, and it sounds like all these different kind of stories and, and ways that she would embody her faith. Yeah. You know, I look back on mom's life and I think she was such a great role model for everyone who interacted, for her children, for uh, for her husband, for people in the community. She taught Bible study to young teenage girls for many, many years, and she was just a, a great role model. I like to remind parents, and maybe some of those are listening today, that, you know, 
don't get too upset if your children don't seem to be listening to you. That can be extremely frustrating as a, as a parent. But you do need to be concerned that your children are watching you. And the example that you're setting with your words, your attitude, and your actions are so, so powerful. And I just appreciate the fact that she was she modeled that. She wasn't a perfect mom. She wasn't a perfect lady. There are no perfect people. But she knew what mattered most and lived those out in her life. I think the other thing that she really helped me with was just watching how she navigated her marriage with my dad. They were married almost 66 years and they had to navigate a lot of ups and downs and they didn't shelter us from those. So oftentimes we knew when there was a little friction in the house and, and trying to come to a point of understanding with each other. But there was, there was an obvious commitment that they had in their relationship with one another. And that helped really create some foundations for for John and I when we got married. We've been married now 42 years, and we recognize the fact that you have to work really hard in a marriage. You have to realize that you never arrive. You're always learning, and you're always growing in that area. So I appreciate the model that my mom and dad were in their relationship with, with their marriage. I think the other thing that kind of stands out to me was just the fact of learning how to steward well what God has given us. It's been a big part of our growing up. It's it's a big part of who we are at Chick-fil-A and the fact that we recognize everything we have has come from the hand of God and we have to learn how to steward or manage what God has put uh, entrusted to us. And so that has been extremely inspiring to me to see parents who have done that with their own personal uh, responsibilities, but also in the professional world with the business, how we've been able to steward what God has entrusted to us. Absolutely. And and having had a front row seat to that, even in recent years, I'm just always appreciative mm-hmm. and just inspired by how that integration looks like. But let's let's say a little bit more about that. People know about her life of faith now and they've right. that those ideas, those core things about her. But what are some of the business principles that you learned from your mother? Sometimes people don't always bring those together, but that's <laughs> that's a way of applying our faith to life. But what what are some of those principles that you learned uh, from your mother? Yeah, I think a big one was just the fact that you got to know, you got to know your why. You got to know why you're here. You know, Bible makes it very clear that God created each one of us. He has a purpose for our being here, and so Mother knew what her purpose was. She lived that out daily. And I think in a business life, we all have to realize why are we really in business? What are we doing here? And if we don't have a a sense of purpose, a focus uh, for our why, then we can get very distracted. Of course, at Chick-fil-A, our purpose is to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that's entrusted to us and have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. So know your why is an important business principle that I Mm -hmm. saw in my mother's life. She also uh, was a lady of of a, a lot of determination, but she would say you should never give up, and yet you need to know when to quit which is kind of an interesting uh, Mm. perspective on life, that this idea of never giving up, that you have to push through difficulties. My dad's second restaurant burnt to the ground. Um, He had some health issues that my mother had to support him through. And there's just been lots of things that you've just had to say, you know, you've got to put one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward and trusting God to never give up. On the other hand, you have to have a sense of discernment and wisdom to know when to quit. There are just sometimes you have to realize 
that to keep priorities in the right order, you're going to have to set some things aside and not do them. And I watched my mother do that throughout her lifetime. There are oftentimes things she wanted to do, things that she was really good at, but it wasn't the right time or the right season. And she would set those aside for a period of time to be able to focus on what was most important. So I think those are important for, for businesses to realize as well. And I think the last one would be this idea of understanding how important biblical principles are to know that business practices and biblical principles go hand in hand. We mentioned that earlier. And Mother just had a way of helping us as a family and a business to go back to the truth of God's Word and make sure we're applying that in what we're doing. So we never really separated the personal from the professional. It all kind of kind of blends in. You know? And it's important that you're consistent in how you live your life, whether you're at home or whether you're at work. Yeah, absolutely. Those are all powerful, powerful principles and, and so important to know your why. It sounds like she knew, knew about that long before all the, the prominent business leaders have been talking about that today. She really operated from that, you know, from that knowing mm-hmm. your why. And also, that's such a, a challenging thing sometimes to know kind of that when to give up piece or, is it, you know what, is this, is this, or is it, or maybe yeah. a not now? I mean, those, those are all right. important principles to try to apply not only in life, but in business. And, and that, those are great words of input there. You know, are there ever times I, I, can, I can just imagine you kind of running around as a child growing up uh, and your mom's around and there was maybe advice that she gave you or, or things that you picked up in addition to some of the things we've talked about along the way that, that you've instilled or you kind of put in practice in your own family? What, what's that looked like? I think from the time our children came into this world, we wanted to make sure that they understood what my parents helped us understand is that everything that we have has come from the hand of God. So we we developed this attitude of gratitude, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. just being thankful for what we have. When we have that type of attitude, then we recognize the fact that we need to use it really well. So we tried to pass that on to our children to recognize that, you know, the blessings that you have, you have to be able to be a blessing to other people as you go through life. And then just this idea of being generous. I like to remind my children all the time that, you know, there are certain things that we all have that we can be generous with. The first thing is we all have time and we have to learn how to be generous with our time, how we use our time. The second thing we all have is talents, skills and giftedness that God has given us. And we need to use those in such a way that it helps others. We all have resources of some form or fashion that we can uh, use to help others that are around us. And then I think the last one that a lot of people don't often think about is how to leverage our influence and be generous with our influence. And something that I watched my parents do really well, tried to instill that in the lives of our own children who are now grown adults and married. And now we have 15 grandchildren to try to pass some of these values on to them as well. But this attitude of being an attitude of gratitude and being generous are, are things that have really kind of permeated and been a very important, consistent focus in in our world of bringing our children up. Absolutely. And those are such important principles. And it seems like we always have to kind of keep coming back to them. It's so easy to to move away from gratitude sometimes, I find, in my own life, where it's like, oh, no, actually, you know what? I need to be thankful. I just need to be specific and I need to be thankful, (laughs) you know? And, um, you know, I was, the the cover of this book is is so beautifully done. There's wonderful pictures of your family and your mother. And and I love the title, but the passage that, that kind of inspired 
the title, A Quiet Strength, really comes from Isaiah 30, 15. Uh, it says, For thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, has said, In repentance and rest you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. And so I, I love that. I was just curious, and you know, I, maybe that was an pa- important verse to you, but I was curious why that eventually you ended up using that particular uh, title to maybe capture the life uh, of your mother. Yeah, you know, Jonathan, that was probably the hardest part of this project. After the manuscript was all written, I knew I had to have a title of the book, but nothing had really come to mind. And when I was reading from Isaiah, those verses, it just went at that part that said, in quietness and trust shall be your strength. And I thought, this is my mother. This is, hmm. she was, she was quiet, always in the, the background, never on really on the front of stage or holding a microphone, but she she was quiet and yet she trusted in the Lord. And that is where her strength came from. So I thought a quiet strength, this is, that's got to be the name of the book. It really is, sums up uh, who my mother was. And, you know, I would encourage people who are listening to realize sometimes you feel like if you're not in the spotlight, you don't have an opportunity to influence. But that is far from the truth, because if you read this book and read the stories about my mama's life, you'll realize how the Lord used her in some significant ways. She was a this strong rock for our family. She was the um, prayer warrior for our family. She was the number one cheerleader for us. And yet as she did it in such a quiet, unassuming way that turned out to be quite powerful. Well, I love that, and and I just want to thank you for taking the time to to write those things down to to honor uh, the life of your mother in those ways by talking about that legacy and talking about those principles and those things she passed on and how she was the foundation in so many ways in building not only Chick Fil A but giving you principles for your own life and family and that will have echoes into the next generation through Impact yeah. Three Hundred and Sixty through Life Shape through different avenues of you and and your family's generosity and stewardship and so. So just appreciate you taking the time to write that. And there's so many great stories in there. Um, I encourage people to pick up this book. And we've only scratched the surface about some of the fascinating and funny and, and real stories that you'll find in this book, A Quiet Strength. But if people are wanting to connect with you online, Shudi, where, where should they go and, and where can they get copies, pick up a copy of, of A Quiet Strength? Yeah, the easiest way is just to connect to my website, trudycathywhite.com, and all the information will be there for you where you can get the book and maybe how we can stay connected, even speaking engagements, that sort of thing. So I'd love to, I'd love for the audience to, to connect with me that way, trudycathywhite.com. Yeah, absolutely. And you can get books anywhere books are sold through their social media, yeah, all, all the that local bookstores, obviously, yeah, amazon.com, of course, you could order and Barnes and Noble's carrying the book, lots of local bookstores are carrying it as well. So it should be pretty easy to get your hands on. Absolutely. And just last thing before we finish up our conversation today, you know, what would be just some, you know, uh, we've talked about so many important phrases and principles and and examples, but um, if there's a parent listening or someone listening right now, maybe what's one last little piece of advice as you've reflected on, on your mother's life? I know there's so many things as, as parents and, and grandparents that we worry about and things like that, but is there any kind of a lasting word that you would want to give to us today that comes to mind as you think about your mom's life? Yeah, I think the, the verse that I'm working on memorizing right now might be a, uh, an encouragement to everybody, and it, it is a reflection of where we go to, to get our strength. This verse says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And so anytime that we find ourselves in a situation of uncertainty, 
we can be certain that there is a God. He is in control of all things, and he wants us to put our trust in him. That is, those are some good words. And so I'm going to, I'm going to reflect on those myself. And I encourage people, uh, if you're listening to this, to maybe find some of those passages and things to write down to apply to your life. I encourage you to pick up a copy of this brand new book, A Quiet Strength, The Life and Legacy of Jeanette Cathy, uh, written by Trudy Cathy White. Um, And Trudy, thank you so much for being with us today. And I really appreciate all that you've done uh, to put this book and and invested in, in the lives of so many people, not only here at Empath 360, but in so many other uh, forms and uh, ministries. Really grateful for that. And if someone's listening uh, right now and we can be uh, an ally for you and coming alongside your family. Please find out or look up more resources for our experiences for high school and college students at impact360.org. We have summer uh, worldview and leadership experiences. We have a nine-month gap year, our Impact 360 fellows. We have a master's experience. We have online resources like this podcast and courses and videos, things that hopefully will help your family grow in their faith and applying what God has said. So Trudy, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Uh, My pleasure, Jonathan. Thank you and appreciate all you do to uh, make a difference in this world. Thank you so much. For more information about our on-campus worldview and leadership experiences for students and our accessible online courses like Explore Truth and Explore the Resurrection, visit impact360.org. Impact 360 Institute. Know. Be. Live.